Back to Unlimited Color Abroad. I'm your host, Ainge Rodriguez. And on this episode, you'll be listening to Nadine, who is the founder of Traveling Black Women, which is a website and page dedicated to promoting black women traveling around the globe. So on this episode, you're going to hear Nadine discuss her experiences around the world, including her time living abroad in the United Arab Emirates in Abu Dhabi. And she discusses positive and negative experiences that have shaped her. Her inspiration for starting the page, and last but not least, why she feels that it is important to discuss and promote black women travel. Hope you enjoy. This is In Loving Color, Abroad. Nadine, welcome to Living Color Abroad. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, you know, hanging in there, quarantine life, you know how that is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nadine, please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, I am a teacher, special education teacher. Um, I've lived abroad three and a half years um, where I just taught English, and then I was the head of faculty for a little while, so I was, like, training other teachers to teach English. Um, and I'm supposed to be in Puerto Rico today. And cause it's spring break here, and um, I'm just I'm just here chilling. <laughs> <laughs> wow, was that cancel everything? That's that's very. I mean, yeah, I mean that that kind of sucks, right? Especially when traveling is kind of a part of what you do, right? And I'm an educator as well. Yeah. I don't know if you were aware of that, but I'm also a teacher. Um, I saw that. I saw. <laughs> you were in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was born and raised in Brooklyn, yeah. and I moved to Costa Rica. That's what's up. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm originally from Jersey, so and then I taught in DC, and then I came down here and taught. So. Oh, nice, nice. I mean, you know, New yeah. Yorkers don't got many things to say about Jersey, but you know, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> nah, okay, just, okay. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. All right, so let's take me to your. Uh, tell us the name of your page and uh, your whole. The whole thing you have going on with your website and Instagram. What is it called? So it's the Traveling Black Woman Network. Um, it was kind of born out of my first travel guide, which was Diary of a Traveling Black Woman and a guide mm. to international travel. And then from that, I kind of took it into making like a little network of people that can just connect. Um, one of the things that I learned after living abroad and coming back was that people weren't seeing a whole lot of people of color, a whole lot of black women just travel and live their best life just yet. Because this was back in, like, 2013 is when I first came back from my mom and I So it was like, you know, that was when Travel Noir was just getting popular. Like, everything was just starting to, like, oh, look, we can travel. <laughs> Black folks can travel. Okay. You know? So um, right around that time, I started a network to kind of, you know, um, connect people who were traveling with people who weren't. Um, kind of foster some images that people can see like okay this is what it looks like to be somewhere else and enjoying yourself and so on and so forth so it kind of evolved into that and then um someone suggested one day in a feedback um a feedback comment on amazon that i should do more cities so i started doing i started with dubai since i had lived you know in the, in the vicinity and then i went on to just kind of asking other people like where have you lived and you know kind of getting some other voices not just me you know giving their experience and things like that so out of that came um eight books in all we have now we have one on dubai we have one on um morocco trinidad um, Iceland and Jamaica so far, and then we have some um, 
niche, I guess you would call them, books where one is about solo traveling, one is about studying abroad um, for black women. So it's kind of just, you know, in its infancy stages, but definitely growing where, you know, there's something that someone can kind of grab and say, hey, let me see what it's like to do this or to experience this as a black woman or as a black person. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I saw, I mean, I, I got in contact for those that don't know. I got in contact uh, with Nadine through Instagram, you know, slid in her DM. Uh, now. <laughs> and we got in contact to do, to do this episode. But yeah, I mean, you have, you know, you're being a little bit modest there. I mean, you do have tw- like 24,000 followers, which is, you know, not an easy feat to do for anybody. So uh, don't, you know, pay yourself on the back a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, no, but uh, so yeah, speaking of that, so you mentioned Abu Dhabi, which is interesting because I actually have a friend who's living in Abu Dhabi, and I actually have an episode on that on his experience in Abu Dhabi thus far. And so tell me, as a black woman abroad, how would you, you can tell me in a few sentences, how would you describe that experience? Um, it's different. It's different. And when I went, I went in 2010, when um, just kind of this whole travel thing wasn't really popping just yet. I mean, people traveled, but it was like mm-hmm. to the Caribbean, to Mexico, to the Bahamas. Yeah, so it was just a different experience because people would ask you, like, where are you from? And you're like, oh, America, oh, New Jersey, oh, Atlanta. And they're like, no, where are you really from? Mm-hmm. And my family's really from Trinidad. So I heard that question every once in a while, but I heard that question when I was with my family in New York, where everyone's from somewhere, you know, like yeah. when I was in Brooklyn and my family's there, you know, but never really in Jersey, never really in Atlanta. It's just kind of like, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Jersey. So they'd say, where are you from? And I'd like say a state. And they're like, no, where are you really from? And I was like, oh. Um, I never really thought about until now um, or until then how much people outside of America viewed America as just like big, white, vast land of people. (laughs) And it's like, no, there's a bunch of other people that live there. (laughs) You know? Um, So that made it kind of strange because it's almost like you had to convince people that you were American um, Mm -hmm. or convince people that you, where you were from. Um, And then you had to, I guess, proudly, you know, explain your roots because you kind of felt like, okay, well, you can't really be from America. So tell us where you're really from. You know? So I felt like that made it a different experience for me just because it was an eye-opening experience because I had to realize, like, there is a whole different persona of who I am before I walk into a room or when I walk into a room when I'm outside of this country, mm-hmm. you know, and I have to kind of wear that. I have to kind of be in a position to always speak to it. And that was kind of strange, you know, but that's interesting. You know, so so if, yeah. like speaking, uh, obviously, like I mentioned, I have friends that are you know black as well. that are living abroad in different nations uh, around the world. Mm-hmm. And one thing they mentioned, a theme that I've noticed is that, and I don't feel that I have that, that I have, I have that privilege as well. So this kind of privilege of the American passport. So I have a friend that's in Abu Dhabi. He mentioned that, uh, and a friend that's in um, Qatar. And she mentioned that they look at you as American before they view you, view you as being black. And because, due yes. to that, they have some privilege. Do you experience the same kind of thing? Yes, and that is very true. So like, um, outside of, I would say, regular cab driver, just kind of people that you see on a one-off, it felt like if I was going to a hotel, like, I remember one time going to a hotel in Sharjah, and we checked in, it was a hotel apartment, and, you know, the, the, um, guy at the front desk, he was just really crass, really short, and it was kind of like, you know, what's all of that about, you know? Um, I thought it was because we were checking in late, you know, I just kind of was, like, not feeling his vibe at all, and when we pulled out our passports, he kind of looked, and was like, oh, you're American. And I'm just looking like, well, yes. Well, now, I also have locks. And during that time, my locks were very, very short. So I'm probably, you know, I probably look a whole lot different than I would look now. And I feel like he looked 
I mean, instantly was probably like, what are you doing here? Yeah. In Sharjah, of all places, you know. Where's Sharjah? I'm not familiar with that. Sharjah's in the UAE. Okay, got it. So, yeah, it's one of the smaller emirates. So once you drive outside of Dubai and Abu Dhabi, you have, like, these five other emirates that are just kind of, like, you know, really cool places to hang out, but no one really talks about them, you know? Mm. Um, but, of course, that also means that they themselves don't really see a whole lot of different people. So gotcha. going out there and kind of getting that, I was like, oh. And his whole attitude changed. His whole attitude changed. He's asking questions. What do you need? This is the time of breakfast, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that was weird. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but... It's like a negative and a positive thing at the same time, right? For me, it's kind of like a mind fuck when you think about it. Like, oh, yeah, now yeah. you treat me with some decency because you see that I'm American. But at the same time, wait, because I'm black, so therefore you assume the worst? You know, like it's... Yeah! <laughs> like, what were you thinking? That I was coming in to rob a place with a credit card? Like, what were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> like, what were you thinking? Oh, man. All right, but so, yeah, so you were in Abu Dhabi true. for three years, correct? Mm-hmm, yep. All right, and what made you come back? Um, you know what? I was I thought that I was missing so much. Like to this day, and I've now been back for what seven years, mm. six years. But to this day, I regret coming back because I felt like I was missing so much. So I was watching Facebook, Instagram, and all that, and seeing my people were getting married, having kids, and I'm just like, mm. I'm over here in Abu Dhabi, and I'm traveling, and I'm having fun, but I can travel from home, you know. So I kind of made decisions to just kind of go ahead and go back. And I came home, and it was kind of like, oh. You guys not really doing anything different. <laughs> Everybody's in the same headspace, you know. Yeah, and it just, yeah. yeah. But that was what, why I came home. I really felt like I was missing stuff. Um, I was ready for a change, but it was the same ready for change feeling that you would feel anywhere, you know. Um, so that was that was it, and I just kind of came back and regretted it. <laughs> Wow, that's that's very interesting for someone that's tell, you're telling that to someone that's currently abroad right now and misses home. So it might be a, a, a to check a self check for myself there, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now nah, that's real. I, I definitely hear that. All right, so you know now you're back in the states, and mm-hmm. and that's when you began this uh, the traveling black woman. Yes. So I came back, and of course, you know, you come back, and everyone's like, so tell me about your travels, and blah, blah, blah. you know, you're having these conversations, and it's like people are responding to you like yeah i'm just gonna keep living vicariously through you and it's like no it's actually not that bad like you can do this too you know i kind of feel like a commercial like you can travel too you know and it was like having the same answering the same questions over and over having the same conversations with people i realized that a lot of people that i associated with or a lot of friends that i had you know kind of looked at travel as this kind of external thing that they can't really attain unless they had all of this money or all of this time mm-hmm. and I was like actually no it's it's a little bit more accessible than we think it's actually cheaper to go spend a weekend probably in Costa Rica where you are than it is in Miami <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean like and you probably have more fun of a time because you're learning different languages or not different languages but you know you're just learning mm-hmm. different things you know sure. um, so it became kind of like okay how can I get this out there? So, of course, you know, just in that boredom of, I want to write a book, I want to do this, I want to do that, just kind of figuring out what do I do with my life now that I'm that I'm back. Um, I thought about the book, the guide. So, one girl put in my head, in particular, one of my sorority, I'm a Delta, so one of my sorority sisters put in my head, and she was like, um, you know, I've never actually left the country, but I would love to know what 
I need to do in order to leave the country and come back in one piece. <laughs> so I was like, bet. That's it right there. Like, that just solidified that I need to write a book about this. And the genre that I was writing for was the over 30s, the 40s, the ones who are not really going into blogs, who are not really, like, doing a whole lot of Google searches, but would probably pick up a book and look through a book first before they, like, go and, you know, research something with Google or online. So I was like, all right. Just started writing, you know, kind of answered all those questions that I had heard over the years or over the months of traveling and then the, the weeks of being home, you know, just kind of figuring out, all right, how can I answer this this great question for everybody? And that's kind of how it started. Wow. That's amazing, though. I mean, you, you found it's kind of it's very similar to what kind of like happened to me here in Costa Rica, because I got yeah. here and I'm like, you know. I'm like the only one that I know of from like my friends that I was like lived abroad, you know, before I met the people that I met that actually traveled abroad. So, right. you know, I was like, this might be important to, uh, you know, cause I never left New York. Like I grew up in New York, born and raised in New York. I didn't go, I didn't go away to college. I went, you know, to city school in, 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 in New York city in Queens. And so I never uh-huh. had the experience of like literally leaving my home. You know what I'm saying? So like when I wow. moved abroad, people were like, oh shit. <laughs> Like you could do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like what? Like, like you how, can go somewhere else and live. Bro? Exactly. Like, how do you how do you even do that, right? So it's kind yeah. of so it, it, I found it important to like document that. And as you said, yeah, you know, like here, like out of all the teachers here, obviously there's local teachers, but out of the expats that are here, I'm one of like out of the thirty that are probably in my school, I'm one mm-hmm. of three teachers of color. So, oh, wow. yeah, to me, that's wild, you know, like, how is yeah. that, how is that even a thing? And obviously, most expats come from where the US, Canada, UK, and, you know, obviously, the term expats is all that's a whole other conversation. But like, that's where these and these people are mostly white, though. So I'm like, why yeah. is that? That's interesting. So I'm like, yeah. we, hear, we hear about the white person that travels abroad and lives abroad. We see that everywhere. But we don't yeah. really see people like you and you and I doing this. Exactly. So, so I felt the need to kind of like, you know, talk about people that lived abroad. And obviously, Speaking to you, someone that has, you know, books out there and travel guides, which I think is very important. So let's talk about that importance, right? Which to some people listening, to most people probably listening, it's pretty obvious. But if you were to tell someone, let's say a fellow white person, why, why, why is it important to have books on black travel? Why, 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 why can't it just be all travel? What would you say? So that's so crazy because I went um, with my school to Ecuador this September and we were all sitting around and one of the teachers asked me that. She's like, hey, I was on your Facebook page and like, why black women? Like, you know, and I was like, well, <laughs> glad you asked. <laughs> it just, it's just not a reality for us. You know, it's just not something that um realized was, was possible. And I think the more you see it, the more you hear that someone has done it um, and not in a grandiose way. But the more you see and you hear things like that, um, and, and it's not in a grandiose way, it's just in a, hey, look, you can do this too. Um, I think the more you'll, people, black women specifically, women of color, anyone can look and say, oh, wait, this is possible for me. You know, um, when you look at ads from sandals and all these fancy places, like, yeah, everybody wants to go and be cute on the beach. But when you look at the ad, there's only white people. So you think that this is something that's just for them. And it mm-hmm. happens so subconsciously mm-hmm. because it, it's just something, it's just a message that we're constantly told. And this is something that I work with also just in education and everything where, where we have all these messages that are constantly told to us that we think this is the way things should be. And we don't even realize that we, um, what's a good word for it, that we act in that way. Like, like we, we succumbing to it, right? 
yeah, like this is right. This is what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to travel. That's not afforded to us. Mm-hmm. So being able to see someone do it and to, you know, just feel like, hey, this is something that's accessible. Oh, wait, you can find deals. You can do this. You can do that. I think makes it different for a whole demographic of people. So it's not just about, okay, this is just for black women. Let's exclude white people, this, that, whatever. But it's like, no, let's target black women or let's target people of color. So that way you can see that, hey, even though the ads and the TV documentaries and things like that only show a certain demographic, this is tangible for you too. This is something that you can attain and experience and go and enjoy as well. This is not just excluded for a certain demographic of people. So that's why it's so important to me because I want to see more people feel like, oh, I can, I can do that. You know, I can go and travel. I can go see what's in Paris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know? no, I mean, I 100% agree with everything you said. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally agree with that. All right, so how? Yeah. So let's talk about um, experiences, right? Because obviously, a lot of the things that people are going to ask you about are experiences, right? And then how you relay that information, right, in a way which is, you know, that they that people that look like you and me can understand. So, what's one yeah. positive experience that surprised you in whether your travels? As like as a, as a black woman, whether you being abroad or you just traveling around the world, what's one positive experience that surprised you? Um, a positive experience that surprised me. Oh gosh, I feel like there's been so many little ones that have added up. I think. Well, weird one. I travel with my mom every single Christmas. Like every Christmas, we go somewhere. So this past Christmas, we went to Ireland. Um, That's adorable. You hear that, yes. people? Travel with your moms. <laughs> yes. It's, it's amazing because I'm an only child, you know, so it's oh, kind of okay. just like, yeah. this is the time for me to kind of get to know my mother as a person. So it's great. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but there was there was one time, I think this is when we were in Spain. Yeah, because we were in front of the um, thing. So we were in Spain and um, we were on a tour and my mom is 60, she's going to be 62 in June. You know, she has that youthful skin. She uses her Avon, her Mary Kay, whatever else, <laughs> you know? So we're, we're there, we're in this tour, and the, um, the tour guide is, like, you know, just having a conversation just about, you know, just about Spain in general, just just talking freely. And she made a comment about her age, and then he was like, well, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? She's like, oh, well, I'll be 60 in June. And he was so floored, and he went on to talk about just her beauty and her magnificence. <laughs> and it was just so interesting, because first, it's just funny to me, period, because, like, this is my mom. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, her getting exactly all doted right. on and stuff, you know? But on the other end, it's like, wow, look at how much he is enamored by her, you know? And this is a woman who is a supervisor at, um, at US, in U.S. Customs. Like, she works with men all day, so she's mm-hmm. always like, Rrr. you know, she comes home and she has that grit, and she's like, ah, you know? But to see her soften at, you know, his compliments and then just see him just be like, it was kind of nice. It was like a weird night. Like, oh, look at this. Like... <laughs> You know, like, this beautiful black woman is, is just, like, slaying this Spanish man right now. And she just, you know, it's amazing. <laughs> and I don't know why that tickled me so much. Like, I talked about it for the rest of the day. But I just thought it was something that I was just like, you know, are we, do we always, we don't always feel like that when we're at home going through our regular day-to-day. So to be mm-hmm. traveling and to have that moment of just feeling like I am beautiful in my skin and, mm-hmm. you know, and all of that, I thought was just amazing. Yeah, that is awesome. Shoot. Did it happen to you as well, not just your mom? No, I'm just standing there looking crazy while she's getting all the compliments. <laughs> like, thanks, mom. Thanks. Right, right. I, well, the compliment that I did get, though, was he was like, um, oh, man, I thought you guys were sisters. So that, that ah, kind of, like, okay, yay. Yay, me? No? All right. 
<laughs> oh my goodness! All right, and that's a put, that's to be a uh, put a downer here. So, what is you mentioned the positive? What's one negative experience that you've had, and how did that impact you? Um. So the most negative experience I had was actually at a layover in Russia. So. One thing that I tend to do is if I'm traveling somewhere, um, I'll try to get a long layover, like a 24-hour layover, so I can kind of like squeeze in a mini trip. Um, So coming back from Dubai one summer, or Abu Dhabi one summer, I had flown Aeroflot. And, you know, I'm one that, you know, a cheap flight, oop, I'm on it. (laughs) So I've never heard of Aeroflot before. The first time I'm hearing of it, I'm like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. I mean. Keep going. shine <laughs> right right you know it was kind of weird so the people were very short um we got to one restaurant and was like you know well, let's grab something to eat before we get out there because we our plan was to kind of go walk around um they kind of gave us a run around about how to get to the airport how to get a temporary visa um and it was just kind of like all right looks like we're just gonna have to sit in the airport for 24 hours because i don't think i want to go anywhere outside the airport if the airport is like this and the airport is where you expect to see different types of people so right. i ended up staying in the airport for 24 hours so what I was like, this does not feel good yeah damn <laughs> i was like this does not feel good and i would hate to get out there and end up missing my plane back or by my connecting flight and where was this in moscow yeah this was in moscow this oh was in moscow goodness. So, so you didn't even see yeah. one tourist thing. You just saw somebody spitting in a bucket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and see, and that, that to me was kind of like, ew. And I kept it moving. But then my ew to that, which to me is legitimately nasty, was like what I felt everyone's ew to me was as a black person walking through the airport. And you really didn't see one or two for like, you know, yeah. at, uh, at all. <laughs> So I was like, Ooh, okay. And, and can you describe the look for those that are not familiar with those like this like so what like just like just eyeing you or like nasty looks? Yeah, kind of eyeing, eyeing us. It was me and my friend, so kind of just eyeing us. And then when we got to one of the restaurants, um, they were very clear about they didn't take American money. Then I was like, well, we have Durham's. They didn't take Durham's. And I was like, well, it's an airport. Like, do you take a card? They didn't take a card. And I just kind of felt what like what in the world? Weird. I'm like, there is no way you don't take any type of money. We're in the airport still. So yeah. that was an issue. And then we were trying to when we were trying to find the um the, someone to actually you know go through the ropes of okay this is how you get a temporary visa. I mean even China does it where you can get a temporary visa, go walk around for the day and get back to the airport. But the people who we were asking kept saying oh well um, we don't have that. And then somebody else would say oh no it's over there and we'll go walk somewhere and it will be closed. It was kind of weird like what was happening right yeah, now? Yeah, I got a movie and shit. Like, what the fuck? That's crazy. Yeah, it was like a wild goose chase. So that was weird in itself it was like okay you're kind of sending us nowhere you know um that's crazy. so that was kind of yeah it kind of it sends a message without having to be completely overt and i feel like 
as a black American, you get that message, that subtle message enough to know, okay, let me go mm-hmm, sit down somewhere mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I don't have time to deal with anyone way on the other side of the world. <laughs> and, and I think that's such an important uh, note to make, right? Because like here's someone, you, you've you traveled many places already, you've experienced many different things, but something like that could literally d- deter you from just visiting a country or even like you're already in there and you didn't even leave the airport so i think it's important to note that for people that might ask that question right so you and i like because i've had people ask me before like through through instagram they're like angel well why why are you focusing on like black and brown travel why is it not just travel but i'm like yo like representation matters number one (laughs) like like in a a utopia this wouldn't be necessary but we don't live in no fucking utopia like there's inequality there's you know there's all these things so I think it's just, it's so important to like one tell those stories like the positive one you mentioned which is obviously a beautiful story, but also the, the real negative ones that people might be like ah it's just because you know you look different so therefore but it's like nah but you looking different it might deter you and make you feel a certain kind of way that you didn't want to expose yourself to any more of that kind of experience you know what I'm saying exactly yes so it's a yes. it's a, it's a very um real thing that I think a lot of people underestimate right unless you've gone through it yourself or unless you have personal experience with that. Of being like discriminated against and 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 you know microaggressions and st- things like that nature, yes. y- there's no way that you can really understand why that is, you know. Exactly. And even someone like me, who I'm I, like I'm here in Costa Rica and I have no issues because I look Costa Rican and I speak the language. But there's right. also there's also moments culturally that I don't get, and then yeah. it's h- still hard for me to grasp. And even when I do speak Spanish, once I speak Spanish, they know I'm not from here. Because they know right. my, my accent is not a Costa Rican accent. is is right. It comes from DR, like my parents are Dominican. Right. So even, they're like, wait, where are you from? That, immediately, I start yeah. talking, they're like, wait, you're not, you're not from here. So you know what I'm saying? So there's little things that, you know, and you, you might call it whether they're, they're microaggressions, whether it's just you being in a different culture that you have to battle with on a constant basis. And obviously, you dealt with that living abroad. And just, even you just, anybody traveling, anybody listening to this, if you travel and you're a person of color, you're going to, you, you, unless, only if you stay in like tur- very touristy locations, but you're probably going to deal with some kind of microaggression of some sort. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's just going to happen. And you got to know how to deal with that, how to cope with that. But that's, yeah. that's a very good story to tell. So on that note now, so now, uh, traveling black woman, right? They page your website. What are some places that you've been to that, some people might not think to visit. And you, you'd be like, nah, you got to go there. Where are some places like that? Um, Iceland, definitely. Like, I would definitely say Iceland. Like, I don't think before WOW Airline, and I know they're they're gone now, and Iceland here is still around, but I don't think before WOW Airline, when they started having those $69 in the flights and those cheap flights into Iceland, because even though Iceland itself is expensive, I don't think anybody was really thinking about it. Mm. But then actually going there, um, especially if you're not somebody who has to go and party when they travel, because I know some people that have to party when they travel, because mm-hmm. it's not—it's definitely not a party place like that. I mean, there's bars, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those places that you go and you're like, "Wow! Like this world is so huge. Like nothing here looks like home. Like once you're driving out into mm-hmm. like um, where some of the um, what do you call it?" Um, I can't even think of what, what it's called now, but like where all the, the lagoons are lagoons, and things like yeah. that, like the, um, the steams, mm-hmm. the, the bath themes and things like that. And you're just kind of looking at the lava rock and you're just kind of looking at the fact that they don't really have much vegetation at all. You're like, this whole place exists. <laughs> like, it's, it's where the crazy. White Walkers live. <laughs> yeah, but there's so much natural beauty that's so different than what you see on a regular basis mm-hmm. that I feel like it, it is truly one of those experiences that's like no one would think to come here because... You know, there's nothing grandiose about it. Mm-hmm. But once you're here, it's a very um, 
a very alive feeling, like a, a very much of a like, I'm here, I'm on planet Earth, and this is what it looks like in some places. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe, describe it. It's, it's, it's just nah. weird. It's just like, wow. Nah, I feel is, that. I feel yeah, like I've never been to Iceland, but I can, I can only imagine just based on what I see in pictures, right? How about like you feel probably you're transported to another fucking place. Like it's like, yes! wow. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You feel like you're in a different world. Like, I mean, they have little city areas that are cute and then mm-hmm. that kind of feels your That's not what you go there for. That, <laughs> yeah. But beyond that, it's like, sheesh, this is, this is different. I'm on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have any other places like that that you felt um, similar ways? Any other places? Let me think. Probably um, Czech Republic. Czech Republic. Czech Republic, is, Czech Republic to me, well, Prague particularly, is just very picturesque. It feels like a James Bond movie. Like, it feels <laughs> like, you know, I can see the guy running over the bridge and trying to <laughs> shoot somebody, you know, with, with the fast cars and whatnot. But yeah. it, it just feels like somewhere I shouldn't be. And I and that's, you know, it's, it's interesting to say that I say that as a, person who researches and does all this kind of stuff on black culture and people of color and blah 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 Mm -hmm. outside of traveling but you get to a place like Prague and you feel like how am I here like no one looks like me for Mm -hmm. miles it feels like and this place is so different their their culture their the way their way they just kind of do life you know everything just looks different um but then at the same time it's just like this is neat. This is kind of cool. Like, <laughs> what's going on over here? You yeah. know, so I don't think I would have ever thought to go there. It was actually a time when I was asking about Christmas markets. And um, someone mentioned that Prague had really nice Christmas markets. And my mom was like, well, you know, I like a Christmas market. So let's go to Prague. And I was like, <laughs> all right, let's go. You know, and is, I went out there and I was like, this is cool. This is neat. <laughs> isn't that so? You, you made a very interesting point that I think a lot of people need to like, People, I'm saying this for myself as well, I need to reflect on like, you go somewhere, let's say like an Iceland or a Prague, and you said you're there and it's kind of like you, right? Even though there's people there yeah. that don't look like you, but something about that speaks to you. Yeah. And I think that helps a lot of people, like, you know, a lot of like, whether it's black women, you know, anybody of color, to be like, mm-hmm. yo, just because people are, don't look like you there doesn't mean it's not something for you there as well that you can take right. from that. So, right. Yeah, so I think it's very um, critical that that point gets gets made. I'm glad you made that point. And, yeah. to, and to, to, to have a nice little bow on this. So to so, so yeah. any black woman that might be listening to this this episode right on this podcast, and hopefully us people on your page are tuning in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, what would you say to people like, you know what, like, yeah, this sounds all nice, you know, Nadine, but how, how can you convince me to make this happen? Me as a black woman that we go through the shit that we go through, how would you encourage me and why should I do what you're doing? Because the shit that we go through is just not the only shit that's there. You know, there's just so much, there's so much more. This this isn't it. You know, and and that's it. That's 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 the thing to know that like this right here, everything that we have to deal with on a daily basis is not it. You know, you can go somewhere else and experience something different and just feel different, even if it's for a day, two days, three days, and it is so transformational. You know, and the thing is, like, we get so stuck in the rigmarole of. I guess this is life. I guess this is how it should be. And it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. So I think that would be my biggest thing to kind of push black women to travel. Like, I know it's, it's a lot on our regular day-to-day of just existing. But this is an opportunity to kind of take control of that existence and kind of pave your own way and see what else is out there and then kind of open up your mind to different opportunities and experiences and, you know, all that good stuff.
episode with Nadine. Had a really good time talking to her. Um, one of the points that she made, which I want to just uh, emphasize a little bit again, is this idea of going somewhere where people might not look like you, but you find something about that location or place that is you. You know what I mean? So basically, like she said, she went to Iceland, but she enjoyed Iceland, even though people in Iceland are obviously not black, right? They're white. But just because that's a reality of the situation doesn't mean you as a person of color can't find things worth doing or worthwhile in these countries that you might not have considered visiting in the first place because you might feel uncomfortable. Like, hey, there's not people here that might look like me. Therefore, I'm going to go somewhere else, you know, where people look like me. And there's nothing wrong with that, but you, you're definitely missing out on a lot of beautiful locations around the world, um, as you as she uh, mentioned, right? Like, for example, for me, I have I have yet to be, this is my, my grow, I would say, something I need to get better at. I have yet traveled to a place where I felt like a complete outsider. And, it, I mean, it helps that, like, the way I look, I kind of blend with a lot of different ethnicities <laughs> and races. So when I'm in Italy, when I went to Italy... I didn't look any very different than most Italians. Uh, when I was in Canada, you know, I, I I didn't look that different. Like I just, you know, I look just a little bit more tan, maybe <laughs> with a little bit more facial hair. But no, like I just think I need to travel to more places where I I know for a fact I'll be like, whoa, who is this guy? You know what I mean? So um, I think that that's how you grow as an individual, and especially especially as a person of color that is trying to travel more, trying to be, you know just i don't don't say the word worldly but just you know be someone that 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 uh, is able to be in different situations um, amongst different different kinds of people and be okay in that you know so i think that's definitely something for me to get better at i just think for anyone that's listening that wants to travel more and and maybe there's a place that we're like i'm iffy on that place still go and find out if there's something there for you in that place where people don't look like you so yeah i uh i just wanted to just harp on that <laughs> a little bit more but yeah hope you enjoy and next week we're back to not knowing who i'm gonna have on this is this is the part that i love for three weeks in a row i knew exactly who i was gonna have on the each episode so i was like really ahead of the curve here but now i have now back to not knowing but again for me this is the fun part the way i build connections with people or reach out to people and as always i'll have someone whether it be a solo episode or i'll have someone fun to talk to on next week's episode but yeah if you like what you heard please subscribe to apple Podcasts, leave a review follow me on spotify and any of your other favorite streaming platforms see you next week this is a living color abroad peace